We ready to drop this thing? Uh, Houston, uh, we are uh, ready. Okay, everybody, let's take it from the top. Atomic batteries to power. Four. Prepare for warp speed. Turbines to speed. Three. Standby transwarp drive. Two. Roger. Ready to move out. On my mark. One. Let's go. This is the Low Down Sports Show with Drew. Yes, sir. And BJ. Let's get at it. And it starts now. All right, everyone. Welcome into another episode of the Low Down Sports Show. This show is brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network, presented by DraftKings. I'm your host, Drew. And I'm BJ. And we're here to get the lowdown on all things basketball. Around the association once again, BJ got a little bit of college basketball still left to go on for this weekend. Some final four and championship action, as well as the closing of the NBA regular season. And then shortly after, and we'll get into that actually on the next episode, the WNBA draft. Absolutely, Drew. I've already seen uh, some of the top prospects that have uh, added their names to the pool. And, and one that name that uh, is sticking around that I was kind of surprised by, but we'll get into that. We'll talk about that when we get to the WNBA. Yes, indeed. Plenty of other things on tap today, though, so let's go ahead and get into it, BJ. Are you ready? Oh, for sure, Drew. Let's do it. All right, just had to make sure. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so let's go into, if you are one of our listeners out there and you joined our bracket challenge, you know, hopefully your brackets look a little bit better than ours. Mine hasn't been, it's not as bad as I expected it to be at this point, but I'm not winning this challenge by any means. Um, I'm unfortunately ranked 4.3 million right now because Gonzaga is gone. But my bracket is still a 75% bracket, technically, by ESPN. Technically. Hmm. ESPN. Well, well, by what they say. Anyway. I, don't, oh, I, don't, right. make, I don't make the rules. Here, <laughs> but, I mean, we've got, some, we've got some leaders on here. And I'm actually fifth in our, in our uh, men's tournament challenge bracket right now be- behind some other people. Only two in the top five have teams still in action. And that is our second and third place uh, contestants here. T Marku 11. We'll see if we can get this on the screen for you. I'll share this really quick and show you this. Okay. So, oops, wrong one. Uh, <laughs> T Marku 11 and A Triner here. Got T Marku 11's got Kansas and A Triner has Nova. So, one of them will be gone after the first final or that final four game goes on because it's Kansas versus Nova. So there can only be one in the championship. And whoever, whoever wins that game, whether they win the championship or not, is probably going to end up winning the, the, uh, the group because, uh, Oh yeah. Their champions are still alive. This is their championship game basically because nobody else has any, any, uh, team alive and that's They're going to have the highest point total. Um, you know, maybe diehard mm-hmm. Vite Chris up here, he can still get to 840. So depending on how much, uh, no, it, it might be. Yeah, it's definitely in that game. Okay, so we'll see how yeah, it's it, out. It, if it depends on if he had Kansas or Villanova, because uh, yeah. the whoever if he had Kansas, then he'll get 160 points. 
if, if you had Villanova uh, and Villanova wins, then you get 160 points. But yeah, either way, either way, he's he's said uh, he's written, written real hard, and that the person that uh, is behind him, whoever that is, ends up losing the championship game. All right, so here's what I originally had in our lowdown challenge bracket. It was Zags versus Miller and Zona versus Jayhawks. Only one that prevailed to make it to this Final Four is the Jayhawks. I told you not to go all one seeds, Drew, but unfortunately, I, my stupidness, the only one seed that made it I thought was going to lose in the Sweet 16. So You did. The one that made it you had the least faith in, and they made it. That's a tough one right there, but you know how it shakes out. It's what it is. It's what it is. It is. We can we can go ahead and take a peek at our second chance. I don't want to. Uh, I don't I, want we don't have to look at yours. I know yours was <laughs> yours was tough. He didn't get a single thing, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but we won't bash him for it. But take a look. But, at and that's the here. thing we were t- we were talking about it over the weekend while we were watching the uh, elite eight games in the, to decide the last two final four teams. And at the time, you know, nobody said, "Hey, you look really stupid with your picks." You know, these were good picks. It just, you know. They didn't Cam work says, out, I guess. Cam says his second chance is good so far. Yeah. And as far as this goes, guys, uh, I only had Duke make it in my my fix here, but I had them going to win it all, but they're not going to be playing against the team that I had them playing against. But this is how it's shaking out for me. Um, 32% on this bracket, not really good on the second try. It's actually worse than the first time. Um, we can yeah. we know BJ's words. Just okay, we're not going to talk about it. Um, Thanks. Thanks. So, I'm, I'm doing a whole well, lot better on both my uh, women's regular and women's second chance brackets, at least. True. All right. Yeah, Cam. He was talking about his his bracket there. Here, as you can see it, and, and he's he even bragging. He's even bragging. Look at this is. guy. He's, he's yeah. He's doing some trash talking here. Hey, it happens. Look at him go, man. I mean, he's got it. He's he's going to win it. Look at him go. He's really close, yeah. Big time camp. Too bad there's no prize for this one. <laughs> ah, got him. Ah, got you, Cam. Well, let's go ahead and kind of hash out what we want to see uh, or what we think is going to happen here, BJ, while we've got it. Um, you know, we've had – whole bunch of difference in opinions on on certain things um as far as you know winners and losers throughout the course of this tournament go we've had some succeed some fail in our picks and now it's time to what we think based off what we've seen so far this tournament be mm-hmm. two games to decide who gets to go play for the championship let's start with one on this left side where we always start on these brackets Duke in North Carolina, who meet for the first time in the NCAA tournament. Who's going to win and play for championship, BJ? Oh, Drew, if Coach K loses this one, he will never hear the end of it. He may have Mm. to come back for another year. The first time Mm. they ever meet in the NCAA tournament. And Mm. I was was watching and I saw an interview with uh, Hubert Davis on Tuesday night. And he said, why would I be nervous? Why were any of our guys expected to be scared or nervous about this? We're excited because we didn't expect to be back here in the Final Four this year. And and here we are. We're excited. We get to play in New Orleans and we get to 
try to play for a national championship if we can go out and, and, and beat them. And so they're, they're not, you know, there's nothing that they're worried about in terms of, you know, like feeling the pressure or anything like that. The North Carolina team has continued to uh, overachieve this year. And, and, you know, we kind of thought, well, this, they got a good nucleus, but they're really not going to be able to do a whole lot unless they can get some depth. Well, they just said, you know what, forget all that. We don't need depth. We'll send our five starters out there for a good majority of the time. And it's paid off big dividends. So that being said, I've liked what I've seen from Duke this tournament. Uh, Benchero has been balling and taking big time shots, not just taking them, but making them as he continues to improve his draft stock. Um, I think this Duke team is just playing lights out right now. And I think that at the end of the day, Duke finds a way in the first time that these games are, are really close between the two squads this year. I'm going to take Duke to advance to the championship game. Well, there you go. And BJ, I'm not going to be one to argue with you. I'm riding right along with you. Uh, you know, they're really catching uh, a rhythm as the, as the tournament goes on. They're playing better and better. And they seem more and more motivated the further that they get, which you can kind of expect. But even more so now in Coach K's last season, you can see the team really kind of rallying and playing their best basketball. Uh, North Carolina really playing some good basketball as well. But, you know, there's added motivation over there in Duke Nation to come out as undefeated in this rivalry in the tournament. So I think it's all but, you know, going to be biggest motivation in this game. Give me the Duke Blue Devils to advance to the championship game, as my second chance bracket says. Yeah, I think they're playing well enough right now, and Cam makes a great point. Because of Carolina winning in Cameron Indoor, that puts a huge chip on Duke's shoulders. And they, oh, yeah. this, this young team has matured almost overnight, and they're playing some of their best basketball right now. Uh, they're going to try to send Coach K out with a, with a championship. So I, I, I got to expect that they at least get there. Nothing less at this point. Let's go Duke. All right, other side of things. Uh, two teams that you didn't expect to be here, BJ. One I kind of expected. I didn't put him in the second chance just because, you know, chaos. Originally, I did pick him to here. One of those is Kansas. The other one is Villanova. And, you know, it's kind of chalky on this side. But, I mean, it's two <laughs> good teams, you know, two legendary coaches. And it's going to be a big-time game. And... Well, you, you know, talk about talk about. Are, I was gonna say you talk about chalk. I mean, you've got four blue bloods in Final Four. And I talk about chalk, rock chalk, Jayhawk, because I think that is who <laughs> is going to the championship, <laughs> getting past Nova. Nova, you know, kind of exceeding expectations for a lot of people this year. Um, you know, not the uh, you could say the 16 and the 18 team is probably better than this squad. Um, I think it's mm-hmm. fair to say and. You know, I think Kansas, you know, Kansas wants to match up against Duke to try and be that team to knock them off in the championship. Uh, Coach Self could use it on his resume uh, as well. But I think I think Kansas is going to be able to walk away with this one and make their way to the championship. And so it'll be it'll be my Duke Blue Devils that I have inherited for 11 years versus my grandpa's Kansas Rock Chalk Jayhawks, uh, a battle that he would love to see. 
Well, I'll tell you, Drew, I've been saying all tournament long that I thought Villanova's lack of depth was going to hurt them. Yet here they are in the final four. Uh, so you got to, you know, give a whole lot of credit to Jay Wright and what he's been able to do with this Villanova squad. Uh, I look the key for, for me uh, personally, I'm not buying into Villanova because if the Cougars of Houston been able to make more than just one, three in like 17 or 18 tries, 20. we would have had a different, uh, regional champ in the South. Yeah. One for uh, 20. Just, <laughs> One for 20. My goodness. That's like, was, what, 5%? 5%? I was, that was disgusting. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think that at the end of the day, Villanova is is lucky. Not, I mean, you know, you've got to work hard and, and, and play really good basketball, really good defensive basketball, especially to get to this point in March. Um, I just think that Kansas is going to be too much for Villanova's, you know, offensive struggles. There's, they're guaranteed to have – a, a, a drought in this game that probably borders on, on five to seven minutes of, of without either making a field goal or with, you know, no zero points. It just happens to everybody at least once in the game. And if, if Kansas can take advantage of that, that stretch like I did early in the second half against a Miami squad that, you know, started off in a phenomenal first half against the Jayhawks. If, if Kansas does the same thing to Villanova that they were able to do in that, uh, you know, that early in the second half, causing turns, taking advantage of, of making outside perimeter shots, then I think the, the Jayhawks move on to the championship game. So I'm going to take Kansas and, I mean, not to, you know, feel like I'm copying the, the teacher over here, Drew, but, <laughs> uh, but I think it'll be Duke-Kansas for the title. And you kind of echoed the other reason I think it won't be Nova. Man, BJ, Houston really shot themselves in the foot quite almost literally as far as shooting themselves into their loss because they were at about one, one for 13 or one for 14, and they just kept firing away threes. I, I saw one possession in particular where they fired up three and missed all three. Like you miss one and tried another one, missed two and tried another one. It hasn't been falling all night. And the worst part was is it's not like they were down a horrendous amount and they were just trying no. to get to climb in. Yeah. It was a close game. It was within a handful of points, and they're just shooting threes when they could get easy twos and have a lead. So yeah, if you, if you keep driving in and attacking the paint, Drew, I, I really do think Houston ends up winning that game. Yes, if, if they absolutely. They had just not of, tried to focus on the outside shot so much. Yeah, empty possessions at the end, like it's not falling. Stop doing that. It never – you don't go from being one for 13 and suddenly shoot six for seven. To fin- it doesn't – you don't just heat up out of nowhere like that. It doesn't really work. Yeah. Right and and I'm, 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 I've always been somebody that's, that doesn't like to like try to draw my best shot and it being a deep perimeter shot. I know there's a lot of teams that have made that their strategy and it and has been successful at times, but you also look at teams that are so reliant on that. They're great when they're hot, but they're, when they're not, when they're cold, it, it, it's bad things happening. You know, you saw that with Alabama, they were so reliant on the three. They ended up losing like their last three games of the regular season because they just went cold. Uh, and Cam says he's got Nova. Same thing BJ said about Duke maturing overnight. Nova has more than Duke, in his opinion. Nova is looking more like a Jay Wright coach team. Kansas struggles against a team like that, i.e., better should be an all-time classic. 
Yeah, I think it'll be, I think we're looking at, you know, we have not really had like instant classic type games on the men's side of things in this tournament yet. I'm hoping that the final four makes up for that. And then some with the matchups that we're going to get. All right, BJ. And we both see Duke versus Kansas in the championship. Who you got and what's the score? All right, Drew. Uh, If I remember correctly, I said over the weekend that I had Duke beating Kansas by a 78 to 74 score, something like that. Um, Similarly to how uh, 30-some-odd years ago, uh, Duke was able to beat Kansas for the fir- for Coach K's first national championship, they're going to beat the Jayhawks again and send Coach K out with a nice kind of, well, hey, look at that. Look at how history tends to repeat itself and closing the book on Coach K's fantastic career. So I think Duke gets it done, and Coach K rides off into the sunset on his – trusty so, trusty horse or, or or whatever the metaphor is <laughs> what are you going for there uh trusty well you know steed, maybe? yeah trusty steed thank you there, the, okay. the, old, no. the old western kind of coach okay. k with the white hat rides off and sir have you been looking at my notes again duke over <sighs> kansas is what it's gonna be and it's all too perfect for it to happen against Kansas. Everything is just bang, bang, bang. You couldn't draw up a more perfect, uh, dang near, you couldn't draw up a more perfect ending for Coach K. Like you said, first championship, Duke over Kansas. Finishing out now, possibly, more than likely, Duke over Kansas. Taking down legends along the way. Izzo, self who did he just play? Oh yeah, uh, North Carolina and yeah. Hubert Davis, and and that first time beating North Carolina on the way there. Uh, not only that, that but taking down. Yeah, not only that, taking down some of the most experienced teams that were in the tournament, right. Texas Tech and Arkansas squad that's been to back-to-back Elite Eights. I mean, right. it's it's gonna be remembered as a magical run if, if they do it. It's off. insane. It's going to be great. I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see it. And my boy Cam in the chat, I have Duke winning as well still. Things are lining up perfectly in the stars. Scripted 2022 tourney. <laughs> I mean, it is but, pretty scripted. But, I didn't think it was going to be at first because, I mean, a lot of times, you know, it doesn't end that way. It hasn't ended on a, you know, riding to the sunset since Peyton Manning. And, like, goodness, mm-hmm. I didn't expect to see it again for a little bit, but how fitting that it's going to happen for coach k but i'm not mad at it at all because it's my duke blue devils Aha! so i mean what's uh, what's the problem with it with it being scripted i mean people pay to watch scripted stuff all the time so oh gosh <laughs> if they want to pay something to watch something scripted go watch a movie well that's what that's his coach k's movie <laughs> oh goodness make we'll wait on the documentary All right, well, I really don't want to show you all my lowdown bracket because that's my worst bracket, even though it's still alive, but the picks in it. You can show show mine. You can show mine. We'll we'll show them both. I'll I'll endure the pain here. All right, so here's mine here in this one. 31 percentile bracket, gross, rank one millionth. (laughs) Started off mediocre. Got a little worse, got slightly mm-hmm. better, and have done terrible in the Elite Eight. <laughs> it's just not, yeah. it's not looking pretty. It's not looking pretty because yeah, I had uh, 
the Longhorns making a run on no bracket I created did I have them losing to Stanford. And I always had that matchup in all of them. And I disappointed myself here. I, I told you, and Drew, you got to take, take the goggles off. You got to look at it realistically. I mean, Come at on least, now. Look how chalky at least, this is. One, 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 two. I know. I wanted some chaos, but I picked the wrong bracket. Okay. We, we, near, we nearly got some chaos. We, we certainly got one of the, wow. the best games we've seen so far. Man. And we're going to get some excellent games going in here. Well, here's the good news, guys. My championship pick is still here. As you can see, these are my results uh, in the final. But we will have to decide on who the matchups are. I'll let BJ uh, go first as soon as we take a look at his bracket really quick. Uh, let's see if we can find his bracket within our group here and where he ranks. Lovemilk does it again, sitting in sixth right now. All the people at the top here with South Carolina as the championship uh, selection. We've got Momurk 13 at first, Cloud in second, Jay Gunther in third, Snap Wilson also tied for third, PA Print Art also tied for third. And then BJ taking up the rear behind all that. And we're not going to talk about how far down I am. Okay, <laughs> so let's take a look at BJ's bracket. B Wildcat, a.k.a. Lotter Milk, does it again. Oh, I clicked on the wrong one. He's got a really good one and a different one. He should have used this one here. Lotter Milk does it again, squad here. Okay, so your final four. Ooh, you got three out of four. Look at you go, BJ. Yeah, I, I had the faith in uh, Baylor to make it, and, and they were the only one seed uh, or the only two seed that uh, did not make it out to the Sweet 16. That's tough. Well, you Iowa South- actually, too. Never mind. Yeah, you got South Carolina, Stanford, and UConn, and missed on Baylor, but Louisville is in their spot. Mm-hmm. Okay, so – are you sticking and, and, with what your bracket on here shows for your championship matchup? Or well, are you Drew, changing it? just like last week uh, in my second chance bracket, which I happen to have right here, uh, I only got I only got two picks wrong. I had uh, Creighton losing to Iowa State. Creighton ended up beating Iowa State, but then lost to South Carolina. And I had Michigan taking down Louisville in a close game. Louisville sneaks their way into the Final Four. If that's the only two things that I got wrong from that, from the round, the Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight, I will certainly take it uh, because I've, I was feeling pretty good. I feel pretty good about both my bracket and my second chance bracket because I still had, uh, you know, the three, three of the four teams in either way. And both the matchup that I have in this championship in my first bracket and my second chance bracket is still alive. So either way, whoever wins between Stanford and UConn, as long as South Carolina wins, I'm I'm all right in one of the one or the other. Um, I think the way that Paige Buchers took over that game against NC State. Oh, was and by phenomenal. the way, BJ, apparently it is Beckers. We were right Beckers. The first okay. Time. All right. Okay. Well, the way that Beckers took over that game, uh, I swear I was watching, and I know she didn't miss from uh, the start of overtime until almost like a minute to go in the second overtime. She was just hitting everything. It was all about. Um, so, you know, the way that she's been playing, she adds something even more scary to this UConn team that did not do too bad without her. They were not quite the same, 
But now that she's back and she's playing more minutes, you know, she is a legitimate threat to, to go off. And, and she's being compared to uh, Diana Taurasi with good reason, the way that her play has been. I would not be a bit surprised if UConn pulls off the win and gets back to the title game. This is like the fourth straight year I saw that they have to go through the defending national champs in order to get there, though. So it's it's going to be tough. I, I'm really excited to see this matchup between Stanford and UConn. I do think that South Carolina meets the winner there. But at the end of the day, I think what Paige Beckers adds to this UConn team is enough to propel them into the title game. So I'm going to go against I'm going to go against what I said in my initial bracket and I'm going to take what I said in my second chance bracket and I'm taking South Carolina to defeat UConn to win it all on the national championship stage by a score of 64 to 62. Ooh, okay. All right. Well, BJ, my second chance bracket is horrendous, people. Um, it's pretty, pretty Just disgusting. Just a bit, yeah. You you went you went you went with some you know bold strategies, and unfortunately, Cotton it didn't pay off for you this time. Too bold. Um, <laughs> so this OG bracket here, you know, I had it down to South Carolina, obviously winning it all. So you know, no matter what, I have South Carolina over Louisville, South Carolina to make the championship. Um, so I missed on the picks on, on both my second chance and on here. So Stanford versus UConn for me. Yeah. Beckers is getting those comparisons to DT. Um, and, well, it's, I can't say this respectfully. Um, well, well, I don't want to, I like the comparison, but DT is a hard, you know, it's hard to reach what DT oh, is. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I hope that never like there's, wanes her career. This only yeah, thing that worries me. Yeah, there's I nobody like, like DT, but it is good to see similarities between the way that she plays and what we've seen from Beckers. I mean, I think they're alike, but I just mean like mm-hmm. her scoring is just ridiculous, and like oh, what yeah. she's, she's done and how far ahead she is on and everything. I just just hope that it doesn't wane on you know Paige's career later on. But you know, yeah. she's fantastic enough of a player. I'm sure it don't it ain't gonna matter. They're gonna be like, uh, they might no. say DT 2.0 for all we know. So. Um, but yeah, my second chance bracket had Michigan, uh, Notre Dame, and Texas all in the final four, and none of those suckers made it. Just like these three in my original bracket didn't make it, even though it's a little <laughs> different. So I think it's going to be down to UConn in South Carolina. And I'm going to do, I mean, we're not trying to chalk it up for you guys, but the same thing, BJ, South Carolina over UConn in the championship. Got a different score, though. I think it'll be a little more defensive. Uh, so 59-56, South Carolina wins it all. I like it. I like it. I, I think that it's going to be very exciting to watch both on the men's and the women's side. Uh, I mean, Friday night, I'm going to have to TiVo or record the games since I'll be otherwise preoccupied. But I'm as soon as I get home, I might be staying up till 2 in the morning to catch up on what I missed. Yeah. And uh, Cam says that uh... – UConn women Ooh. move on and then win it all. Okay. All right. Let's see. Now that he brings it up, let's let's. When was the last time UConn won? Now, BJ. It's been four or five years because they had um, the run where they got knocked out by Notre Dame with the the uh, the the big shot that uh, you know who I'm talking about. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, Arike hit. 
and then a Mississippi State, I believe, knocked him out in one uh, bracket, one year in, in the championship, or not in the championship, but in the semifinal uh, on a buzzer beater in overtime. So I, I think you've got to go back. Let's see, Stanford knocked him out last year. I want to say 2016 at the earliest, maybe even 2015. It's been a few oh, years. I found it. 2016. Right. Okay, I said 2016. 2016. That was the – and when they won it, that was the end of their 4 P. Yeah. That 4 P win in which they only lost five games and had two undefeated seasons. So this – this, this three-year run of losing just one game. Yeah, this this drought that that uh, UConn has has been on ever since is not something that they're used to, and so it, it wouldn't surprise me, Drew, if if they if they do win it all, and the way they're playing right now, they certainly have the talent and the the heart to do so. I just I still think South Carolina is the best team. I think Don Staley's squad is going to get it done this year. This is the chance. We'll see. It's going to be fun to watch. That's for sure. Um... Cam said they've been on a tear lately in the tourney. Uh, very very battle tested. Hard not to ride the hot hand. Well said. Well said. Very much agree with that. Uh, you know, it's probably going to be our. I mean, it's the championship. It's going to be favorite game of the tournament. <laughs> even though that last UConn game was so dang exciting that. I mean, yeah. how's it not the first ever double overtime game in the Elite Eight or? Uh, or Final Four or National Championship game in women's tournament history. Right. A legendary night with itself. VJ, I know basketball fans that, you know, watch some college enjoyed that for sure. Uh, you know, they can hop in on all the action going on on the court. Well, they can't hop on the court. That would be bad. You have to get a drug <laughs> off by security. Uh, but during the during the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings Sportsbook, uh, turn your team's victory into your own big win. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets. If they do, it's pretty simple. If they win, you kind of win too. Yeah, don't worry, Drew. Sportsbooks aren't available in your state yet. You can still join in the College Hoops action with DraftKings Pools. Everyone can play free pools all March long for a shot at a share of over $250,000 in prizes. Hello. Thank you very much. Don't mind if I do. All you have to do, simply join a pool and answer questions like, who's going to make it to the championship game? Or which team will hit the most three-pointers? And then track your results. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 plus restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, Drew, let's hop back over into the association. We've got just over a week or so left in the regular season. And as we sit here at uh, 2.38 Central Time on Wednesday, March 30th, and the time of this recording, obviously we'll be releasing the episode on, and no fooling, Drew, we'll release this episode on April Fool's Day. How about that? But as we get this episode uh, recorded at this time, we got some tight races in both the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference. And these last seven or eight games are going to be some fun to watch. We'll tell you that, Drew. 
Yes, a lot of races to look out for here at the end of the season, BJ. Some situations are really tight for a lot of teams. It's more so tight on the Eastern Conference side of things. Because, BJ, if you look at uh, teams Mm -hmm. from the seven seed to the one seed, it's only five and a half games. Five and a half games. So five and a half games, yeah through seven teams in the East. So those matchups are going to come down to the last second, probably. Um, One thing you can expect is the Bulls probably won't propel themselves back up very high at all. You know, they've been kind of teetering to finish the season after starting out so very hot uh, early on. The Raptors have been playing some good ball lately, eight of their last ten, to really put them in position where they are. Cavs not doing so great and have brought themselves down and they're the seventh seed, uh, which you haven't seen, I believe, all season from these Cavaliers, uh, four yeah. and six in the last ten. So they're teetering a bit after the all star break as well. Maybe on that maybe on that Cleveland all star break high and just haven't come off of it yet. <laughs> um seventy catching rhythm with James Harden and company, uh moving up. Embiid going for the MVP award got a chance to get it. Who knows if he'll be okay to afford it, but it's pretty much down to those two. Um, Celtics surging at 8-2 and two in their last 10 games, uh, but have lost Robert Williams um, for you know at least a few yeah. weeks, I think reports said. Oh. So that's a big loss for their defensive anchor right there. Uh, Bucks fully healthy now, sitting atop uh, just below in the, uh, in the standings at number two. Uh, seven and three in their last ten, and Miami Heat still somehow atop mm-hmm. the conference, forty-eight and twenty-eight. Even though they have had some some sideline struggles, uh, BJ and some some disruption within what they've had going on. Um, h- how do you see that bit affecting what they've got going on at the top, and how do you see things shaking out? Well, I don't think it affect them as much as you might expect, Drew. Um, I think when you look at the just the way the Eastern Conference is as a whole, it's fascinating because you've seen uh, over the past couple weeks and and everything like that, where Boston has come out of nowhere, the Bucks have, are are fully healthy. You've seen you know the the Nets get Kyrie able to play the remainder of the regular season games. You're starting to really see, you know, that bottleneck there, especially with the the one through four squads, where you've got, uh, you know, a game, a half game separating one and two, one game separating one and three, and one and a half game separating one and four. I honestly not remember the last time that we saw an Eastern Conference or any conference that was that close with still a week to go between, you know, the one seed and the four seed. Usually. You have similar to what you see in the West where there's, you know, clearing away the best team that's, that's you know, kind of running roughshod over everybody else. But the East has had more parity this year, and it's going to be – I mean, it's just a crapshoot as to what is going to end up being the final seeding. Who's going to come out of the Eastern Conference is really going to depend on who starts playing their best basketball right now as we get into the uh, – get ready to start up the NBA playoffs and I mean you know you look at at even the term the playing tournament is going to be really interesting because you know you said there's five and a half separating Cleveland from that one seed as the seven seed well there's only two and a half back uh two and a half games that separate 
Cleveland from Brooklyn and that seven, eight spot. And then, you know, you've got the Hornets one game behind uh, the Nets at the moment, and you've got a game and a half uh, back or the Hawks in that 10 spot. Uh, I think drew that at this point, we saw the wizards to Chicago on Tuesday night. Um, they are six back of the 10 spot. I that it's, I think we pretty much have established who is going to be the, the 10 teams in the Eastern conference that are going to be in the playoffs. And then that playing tournament is going to be a whole lot of fun. I just do not see the Knicks or the wizards being able to make up the difference as far back as they are with, with just only, you know, 10 or so days left in the regular season. It's, it's, I think it's just too much of a hill to overcome. Yeah, it's definitely going to be tough. Let's play hypotheticals here really quick. Oh, that's my favorite game, Drew. Ooh. So let's take a look at the the picture in the playoffs right now. Let's assume that Mm -hmm. both the 7 and 8 seed on both sides win, and those are exactly who you have in those exact spots. Okay, so that would be – The playoff picture is what you're going to get. All right, so that means on the eastern side, you get the Cavs at seven, the Nets at eight, and then on the west, you've got the Timberwolves at seven and the Clippers at eight. Correct. All right. Okay, so let's play hypotheticals, and let's run through this these playoff series. Okay. And how many games you think they'll win in route to the championship each round. All right. Okay. 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 We don't have to get in depth at anyone. You could just say blank in how many games. All right. Okay. So start on the West side. I'm going to go based off of this sheet that I've got right here. Okay. Okay. West on the top, East on the bottom, going left to right. All right. Okay. Phoenix versus Clippers. One versus ACU. Paul George just came back. He's going to start getting feeling like he's he's back into playing shape. They get Kawhi back. This is going to be a very interesting 1-8 series that could potentially go the full distance. I just think at the end of the day, the Suns are going to be too much, especially if, if, if George and Kawhi are not back to that playoff speed by then. So I'm going to say Suns in six. And we got some cooperation via chat. Got Cam saying Suns in five. All right. Okay. Okay. Well, if they're all back, BJ, I believe we get quite the series in that first round. Um, no matter how long Kawhi has been playing, it's not affected Paul George too much as he put 34 up in his first game back. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think it goes the distance and it goes seven, and the Suns win in seven, though. I like it, Drew. I, I think that uh, the Clippers team is a lot scarier with those guys being back. Paul George, I know, had some early struggles in that first quarter shaking off some of the rust, but once he got heated up, it was quite the sight to see that came back from 25 down to beat the Jazz. And that makes these you know other playoff matches even more interesting because you, know, you kind of got one and two in the West locked up, but that three through six range, it's still anybody's guess who's going to end up where. Indeed. Next matchup, we got the four-seed Dallas Mavericks versus the five-seed Utah Jazz. What y'all got? What you got, Beach? 
I don't like this matchup um, as much because it's it's going to be tough for the Mavericks to be able to to get you know the the defensive help they need in the paint to try to shut down Rudy Gobert, and then when they can you know bring everybody in and kick the ball back out, the dead are, are lethal with with the outside shooting at times. That being said, if the Mavs are the four seed and have the home court advantage, the Mavs play better at home, and if that at the end of the day, I think Mavs will take it in seven and get their first playoff series victory in since the run to the championship in 2011. So I'm sorry, Cam, but I'm going to say Mavs in seven. He's a Jazz fan. Oh, there we go. So, and obviously you see that with, with his pick down in the chat. He says Jazz in seven, slight bias though, perhaps. <laughs> a little bias never hurt. Okay, uh, I'm right there with you moving the Mavs on in the exact same uh, amount of games, actually. Seven games at Utah would be a little battle there, but Ma- uh, Mavs mm-hmm. finally make their way out of the first round and, as you said, win that playoff series for the first time since they won a championship. Moving on, number three, Golden State Warriors versus 6 seed Denver Nuggets. Drew, the way the Warriors have been playing right now and if Steph Curry's not – back and and fully uh you know i mean steph curry at you know 50 60 percent is still better than steph curry at zero percent but i think the with the nuggets the way they're playing basketball if the warriors do not get something figured out and don't get uh steph back fully this could be the first upset that we see in the playoffs i would take the nuggets right now in seven over the, the warriors the way that golden state's been playing I'm right there with you, BJ. Um, I think Denver would be able to upset them. And, you know, Steph Curry coming back, not going to be at uh, 100%. They'll be able to take advantage of that. You know, um, you know this this team just isn't, you know, the the healthiest team like they thought they were going to be coming up to this point. You know, um, you know Clay hasn't truly found rhythm. He's playing okay, but he has truly found rhythm. Uh, Draymond just got back from injury not long ago. Uh, Steph uh, slumped, you know, the past few se- uh, past few months shooting wise, and now he's hurt. I believe what is that is a wrist injury, right? I think for Steph. Yeah, or, I believe so. Yeah. So he'll be coming back after you know missing a ton, then hurting that same that wrist. I mean, it'll be hard to put that together right off the bat in the playoffs. Um, so you know, Cam says they'll wake up in the chat, but we'll see. Uh, I got uh, Nuggets in six. Okay, interesting. And last matchup out west, first round, Memphis and Minnesota, two versus seven. And both very young teams, Drew. This would be very interesting to watch because this represents probably, and you know, you've got guys like Luca and, and, and Devin Booker and other guys that are young in, in the league that are going to be in this playoff matchup, but you've got Anthony Edwards and Don Morant potentially going up in the, the first round. I would you know, legitimately watch this series because this one could go down all the way. I think at the end of the day, though, the way Memphis has been playing with or without John Morant, they have been really good this year against teams not named the Dallas Mavericks. And with that being said, I'm going to take Memphis to win in five. I think this is going to be, you know, it's going to come down close, couple close games, but Memphis finds a way to win the series, and they probably are the first runs on the second round. 
In five, you say. Okay. I say in five, yeah. Okay. I, I think it'll be a little bit of a dogfight, uh, honestly, mm-hmm. I think, between those teams. It's not I, – I don't think uh, you got to worry about uh, Memphis or uh, – Mem- yeah, Memphis blowing it or anything. Pretty much the same here with, with Cam right there. Cam says Grizz in seven, exact same. I'll take Grizz in seven, a little dogfight with the Timberwolves in the first round. And uh, he says, though, it wouldn't shock you – wouldn't shock him either way. Um, I, I think Memphis will be able to get it done. They're too good without John Morant, and they're still really, mm-hmm. they're really, really good with him. So they'll be able yeah. to get there. But you know, this, uh, this Minnesota bunch is uh, ferocious. So I think you know they'll test the young uh, Grizzly group. But I think yeah, and I come away with it. And I do expect each game to be a dogfight. I think that uh, Memphis just makes a couple more plays in in those. You know, I think if they they win uh, one game in Minnesota. They could win all three games at home and win the series in five. Yeah. Who knows? All right. We'll first see. round in the East. Let's move to this other side. Pick it up a bit. One seed Miami versus eight seed Brooklyn Nets. And yes, Kyrie can play at home. Oh, man. This would be fun to watch. Oh. Gosh, I really don't know. It's just so much. You there? <laughs> the East is is just legitimately like a big drug emoji. Um, I think that having Kyrie and Durant back and and playing top level basketball makes this net squad scary. I think the Heat are a good squad too. But I mean, I I think the Nets get it done in seven. He says very hesitantly. Hey. BJ I mean, takes the Nets in seven. Oh, BJ, man. I'm right with you, though. Nets okay. in seven. I'm Nets okay. in seven. You know, right. you know, they're not the greatest defensive team, but Kyrie makes them better. I think they'll mm-hmm. be able to score enough points to, you know, upset a a Miami Heat one seed that has had some trouble, you know, within themselves this year. Yeah. And then slip up and be the first, first uh, one seed in 15 years to lose – in the first round to an eight seed. We are unanimous here. here, here. Am Nets in yeah. seven. Here I was thinking I was doing something sneaky, and yet oh, everybody no. see, thinks the same way. <laughs> yeah, we're with you. Uh, next right. up, four seed Philly versus five seed Chicago Bulls. Oh, man, the way the Sixers are been, have been playing, I've, I've really liked what I've seen from the Bulls this year, but they're not playing their best basketball as we ramp up and get into playoff time. And having Embiid and Harden makes the Sixers squad a dangerous four seed. That would be a fun matchup potentially to see in the second round between the Sixers and the Nets. I'm going to take the Sixers to win in six. BJ, have you been peeking over here or something? You're, I'm right here with you, dude. Philly. You should have been six. peeking at my women's bracket is what you should I have been doing. I should have. I should have. <laughs> uh, I've got them in six. You know, Chicago slumping at the end of the year. I think I'll have some fight, hopefully, come playoff time and be able to stretch it to six. Realistically, yeah. they might lose in five. Um, yeah. But, you know, they, they showed, you know, that they're not, you know, where they – where we thought they might have been as quickly as everything happened because you know just demar came mm-hmm. in just flame throwing it making all kinds of clutch buckets and then you know had some you know had some injuries on the team and then things just boop, 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 all the way down yeah well not all the way down but just teetered quite a bit here and they just don't just seem like they would be locked in enough to win a tough playoff series like that um yeah. so philly and six for me 
Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on to our, our next pick. Um, number three seed, Boston Celtics versus six seed, Toronto Raptors. Man, this will be a fun one to watch. I mean, you have uh, Toronto that just knocked the uh, Celtics winning streak off just a couple days ago. Um, Boston, who's been playing really well as late and is playing their best basketball time being. They did get that, that tough injury, as you said, to Robert Williams. But I still think the Celtics – uh, have been just playing lights out ever since they're they're they and and the Mavericks have been among some of the best teams uh, going since the beginning of the calendar year and maybe a little bit before that. Uh, and the way they're playing basketball right now, I think they get a test from the Raptors. But I'll take Boston in seven. Man, you're really staring at my paper over here, and I'm about to tell the teacher. Um, Boston and seven, same thing. Um, and backtrack real quick. Uh, Cam said Philly in six as well. So we were all three on the first two. Um, Alrighty. but we won't be on this one because Sam says Ooh. Celtics in five. That's okay. I just I don't see that one. These these Raptors are they've got a lot of uh a lot of yeah. power on their team and like I mean if you add Kawhi right back to this they could be that same team or. Yeah, even more threatening than they were in 2019 when they won it all. They yeah, Scotty Barnes has, has elevated this Raptors squad quite a bit from last year yeah. to this year. Yeah, and Siakam started off the year hurt and really picked it up. Just dropped 40 uh, in their last game, 40 point double double. So I mean, they're really they're really clicking. You know, this team has been there before, done that before. So I mean, yeah, I think they'll test them up into the last second. Going to be an Probably the best series we see aside from Miami, Brooklyn in round one. Uh, yeah, and like I said, Boston mm-hmm. seven. Uh, yeah. Let's check out the last matchup first round. Second seed, Milwaukee Bucks versus seven seed, Cleveland Cavs. Man, I mean, that pick you had a couple of weeks back of Cleveland making the Eastern Conference Finals, that one is – Oh man, that's that's this gonna have to be a remarkable run at this point, man. I cursed them. At the, I swear, <laughs> I cursed them. I promise, I cursed them. They've been doing bad since. <laughs> Not good. No, I mean it's Dog it's tough it. because this Cavs team is still really good, but the they way are. that they've just played, you know, the second ever since the All Star break, like you said, it has not really been uh, inspiring to have confidence in them. The Bucks, defending champs. Tough not to see them making it back at least the, to the second round. So I'm going to take the Bucks in six. I think Cavs put up a good enough fight that they extend the series back to Cleveland uh, for a second series, second game or a third game, but the second time they go. Man, okay, you're not cheating as much as I thought you were. I thought we were going to get them all here. <laughs> um, I've got it in a little bit less games. I don't, I don't think okay. the Cavs had it put together enough, and mm. the Bucks are experienced and healthy. And uh, I think they'll have enough to be able to put something away really fast so that they get some extra rest for a little bit more daunty of a matchup in the Celtics in the next round. Um, so give me Milwaukee in five. Okay. No first round sweeps for anybody, though. But I've got – I have – what is it? Golly, five <laughs> game sevens in the first round. That would be great. I would love that. Um, we'll, we'll just be glued to the TV all night watching basketball. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> all right. Nothing better Western, than that. Western Conference semis. Uh, BJ, this is where we're starting off tough here. One seed Suns versus four seed Mavs. As much as I kind of want the Mavs to 
avoid a first round matchup with Denver, it might be better to move into that three seed so they don't get to face the Suns until potentially the conference finals. The Suns yeah. have always been the Mavs kryptonite, regardless of whether the Mavs have been good and the Suns have been trash. The Suns have been good, Mavs have been trash. They played some really good games this year that, I mean, Mavs should have had a win at home. And then Phoenix just found the will and came back in the fourth quarter. I think it could be a fantastic series, but I think that if they catch up in the first round, the Suns win in seven games and they take down the Mavericks. I hate to say it because I'd love to have confidence in, in the Mavs to get it done. I have the confidence that they can keep the series going and, you know, push it to game seven. I just, I think that the Suns are just, I mean, it's, it would not surprise me, Drew. And I'm not, I'm obviously trying not to be too jockey because I had an eight over a one in the first round. But, you know, it, it feels like we're almost bound to see a, another finals rematch from last year, just the way these two teams have been. I may, not pick, I may not pick it. I may not pick it, but. Okay. Suns right. and seven. Okay. All right. Well, you started cheating again because we got the same thing here. I think it's <laughs> going to be a fight. Mavs are going to be hungry for more playoff action, and they're going to test the best team in the West push them to seven games, that would be lovely. It would stress me out a whole lot, but it would be really, really fun because we haven't seen more action than, you know, golly. The longest series, I don't think, I think last year was the only seven-game series that the Mavs had in that stream of losses in first-round playoffs. Uh, no, because I oh, wait, think they had Sorry. A... The San Antonio series when Vince Carter was there went seven. Yes. Yeah, that's what I was about to say, because right. I remember him, he had a shot in game no, six, two. I think, that forced to game seven. Okay. Yeah. Cam, did you give us – okay. Yeah, he did. He had Suns over Jazz. Suns uh, over Jazz. You got Mavs losing – I'm not talking to him. He doesn't have Mavs winning in the first round. <laughs> okay. Next. Well, he's a biased Jazz fan, so I'm surprised he, he didn't have Jazz in the first – or in the second But he round. has Suns moving on in five, though, five. in that matchup. So we put up a better fight, so I feel better about that. Okay, on the other side of things, Grizz versus Nuggets. Two versus the six in the semis. And remember, when you're talking about the Nuggets, there is a possibility that both Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. could be back. If not, you definitely get Jamal Murray. Yeah, and uh, this is where the youth of the Grizzlies is going to hurt them. Because they're maybe not necessarily going to be like timid or anything like that, but it, I cannot remember Drew, and and we may, we may have to go back and, and double check this. When was the last time the Grizzlies won a, a playoff series? And has it, does it go back to their days in Vancouver? Because I know there's been a long drought where they they've made it to the playoffs, but they have not gotten to the second round. Uh, so this would be, you know, a, a historic series and, and for Memphis and, and the Grizzlies fan base if, if they do get into the second round because it just does not happen that often. And this youth and this team, you know, they haven't looked scared at all, but I think with the Nuggets adding Jamal Murray back, that adds another layer of, of dangerous to this Nuggets team that just a couple of years ago in the bubble came back not once but twice from 3-1 deficits to make it to the conference finals. They've got, you know, playoff experience galore, whether it's in a tough road environment or in a bubble or, in you know, with the home crowd behind them. And I say the Nuggets pull off yet another upset, and I have them move into the conference finals 
I'm going to take the Nuggets in six. Ooh. Winning from the whole crowd. Nuggets in six. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Didn't expect that. Not, not not to say that I don't have confidence in the Grizzlies, but it's just I think that the you know the weight of hey you know we made it out of the first round for once might it might come back and bite them the youth of the team. Not to yeah, say that they okay. won't be able to to make further runs uh, here in the next coming year or so. No, no, I got you. It's okay. Um, I got a little bit different though. Um, I've got okay. Hold on, we'll get Cam's in here first. Cam's got yeah. Nugget and seven experience over the young talent. Man, this is—I think this is the first time I was on the other end of both of you guys. Uh, I'm gonna mm-hmm. take the Grizz in seven. Uh, okay. These Grizzlies, I think they're really good. It's gonna be that like—I I compare this to that young OKC Thunder team the year the Mavs won the championship when they met the Mavs. You know, mm-hmm. just before, you know, getting to the finals, you know, I mean, they won't make it that far, but, or, you know, this is, this is a round before that, but mm-hmm. um, I think that, I think they'll get past it enough, you know, with Jaw back, you know, Jaw getting some second round playoff action. He's going to have that matchup with Murray. Uh, I think he get gets past it, whereas Donovan Mitchell didn't the one time he had the chance. Um, and, and Grizzlies make it on in a really tough series. I got a lot of sevens in this one so far, and it's crazy. It's probably a horrible idea, but I love it all the same. Uh, well, that's Grizzlies. what I was going to say, that that young talent that you have Memphis in that comparison, I think they really could make a deep run next year. I just have them, you know, I think it's just that experience of this Denver squad. This is just a tough, tough matchup, and it just it goes to show that this could be – really really good playoffs here uh you know all all the all time one of the greatest playoffs if potentially for sure and there goes our western matchups there now let's go to the east we've got a really good one first off and that's going to be a chippy one 76ers the four seed versus the eight seed nets oh oh hmm man <laughs> well, I got this one going into seven, but at the moment, Drew, I have no idea how I, how I who I give the edge to. Um, you know, I think the game uh, would be in Philly in that spot because Philly would be the higher seed. But Brooklyn has gone in and, and won games, uh, you know, in, in tough road environments, and I don't think that that you know is going to phase them at all. This this team, and you know. I very honestly could see it going either way, but I'm going to take the Nets again in seven. They're going to move on into the conference finals as an eight seed. I think this is, this is a very dangerous eight seed. I mean, both the eight seeds in this potential uh, playoff scenario that we're talking have have the capability of, of, you know, making deep runs as a, you know, as any other seed, but I've got the Nets winning in seven over the Sixers in what, should really be a conference finals matchup as opposed to a semi final matchup. Right. And on the other end, well, I'll go. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Same thing. Uh, Nets in seven. Actually, I mean, this is probably, this is arguably the most threatening eight seed you have ever seen. We've ever into, seen. Yeah. Yeah. Into the playoffs. Um, so, I mean, with all the talent they've got on it, they they should scare anyone. Uh, I think they'll get past Philly in seven. Joel will be seen walking to his locker room crying once again. 
as he did when that Kawhi <laughs> shot rolled in. <laughs> oh, four so, bounces in. <laughs> but uh, Nets in seven to, to, to make it to the conference finals. And uh, same thing there from Kemp's Slight Damn. edge to the mm-hmm. Nets in seven. All mm-hmm. right, next matchup on the semifinal side, two versus the three, Bucks versus Celtics. Man. Oh, man. <laughs> I've, I've been going with my gut and on some of these matchups just because it's like I my brain tells me one thing, but at the same time it's like, well, that doesn't feel <laughs> right. That doesn't feel right. This matchup feels like it should be, you know, a back-and-forth battle. But my brain says that the Bucks will come out on top of this one. I'm going to take Milwaukee to win in six. I think that Boston, not quite there yet. And I think that this is where losing Robert Williams will come back and hurt them. I think that the they would need all hands on deck to, to try to stop Giannis and this, this Bucks team that's still, you know, the defending champs, you know, underseeded as two and, and uh, you know, they may end up moving up in the seating. It's still anybody's guess who's where everything's going to shake out. But Milwaukee, I think, has the talent. And, and man, if Milwaukee and Brooklyn match up in the first round as opposed to the conference finals like we have it, I mean, goodness gracious. PJ, stop looking at my stuff, all right? <laughs> Same thing here. Bucks in six over the Celtics. Uh, Cam has Bucks in five. I wouldn't be opposed to that either. I really think that's a possibility too. I just think the yeah, Celtics might I be a little Yeah, I considered that as well. I think Celtics might be a little feisty down here, giving them some trouble. And mm. uh, But Bucks inevitably move on. They're healthy. You know, you can't really stop them. They've got all the tools. You'll see them in the conference funnels. All right. Back to the West, conference finals, Suns and Nuggets for you. What you got? Suns take out the Nuggets in six and get back to the finals. In six. All right. Suns over Nuggets in six to get back to the finals to face who between the Bucks and the Nets. We'll go ahead and rush to that and get to your finals matchup. As much as I really want to see that uh, Milwaukee Phoenix rematch, because I feel like those are the two best teams that we still have remaining. <gasps> the Nets—they're playing so oh, good right now. Man, I really think they could pull it off in a Game Seven environment. Oh, it's—I I really do think it comes down to seven. But I'm—I'm okay. <clears throat> I'm gonna go ahead and take the Bucks in seven. It's—it's. It's, I, I really, really am am not going to be surprised either way with this matchup. I think we'll be, you know, we'll get all seven games. And like we were talked about with, you know, the Nets and the Sixers, that it feel more like, you know, nine or ten games opposed to just seven. Every game is, is going to be, you know, closely contested, may, may have some couple overtime periods in there. I, I, I just, I think it, we get that rematch. I really do. Okay. All right. I have got Suns in five over the Grizzlies. Okay. Their only matchup that is in five. Mm-hmm. We're in less than seven games. And then I got Bucks over Nets to come back to the finals for the rematch. And uh, 
goodness. Cam has Bucks in seven. Good job, and Cam. We get the rematch. All right. So finals matchup for me. I got Suns and Bucks. Give me the Suns in seven to win the rematch. Well, Drew, I mean, you, you accuse me of cheating, yet you go first, and it makes me sound like that uh, that you're cheating off my because I ah. think this is finally the end of the draw. I, I really think that Chris Paul gets that ring and strongly considers retirement because he finally got the ring. I don't know if that he does, but you know, there, if, if that's the last thing that he's trying to accomplish before he, he goes out and, and goes to the Hall of Fame – it would be tough not to want to go out on top. So definitely I'm going to say something. Definitely a with it or quit it idea of future. And That's Cam true. also says Suns in seven. I love it. I love the way you think, Cam. There All we right. go. That's if it pans out to how it does now. Matchups will likely change, which could change this whole scenario that we mm-hmm. have before us, BJ. And, and we'll be we'll sure to, to when the NBA playoffs start, we'll, we'll go in-depth and, and talk about all the matchups just like we did, uh, not as rapid fire. And we'll get to look back and laugh at how off we were on these right here. Yeah. I <laughs> all mean, right. Just, just wait. That that that, uh, that roast compilation for the NCAA picks that we got wrong is, is probably coming soon. <laughs> well, it's time for something else now, BJ. Time to play a little game. A little game? Time to play a little game. A little game. A little game, and it's called With It or Quit It. All right, Drew. Ladies and gentlemen, we ask five questions typically to a guest that we have, and if we don't have one, we ask each other. We like to ask each other. And it's my turn. Next time it'll be BJ. Be on the lookout for BJ's questions, but I've got it this time. So without further ado, let's get started. All right. Number one. Strawberry milk is underrated. With it or quit it? I'm with it. I think it is underrated. I'm not a fan of it per se, <gasps> but I do think that it does not get as much attention as it should. Uh, especially like if you use like the strawberry quick stuff. I mean that that is uh, like just That's dope. I, I've always been a big fan of just either regular or chocolate milk, but not a whole lot of people talk about strawberry milk. So I I will say that I'm with it that. It is underrated. Strawberry Nesquik is busting. It's busting so hard. Mm-hmm. Love it. It's good. It's criminally <laughs> underrated. Just want to let y'all know. Okay. Number two. Luke Doncic will finish top five in the MVP race when the votes are turned in. With it, quit it. Ooh. Mm. I've been on. I've been very consistent in you know at, at the midseason break. I had uh, Kevin Durant as my MVP. Uh, I have Joel Embiid currently because of what he has uh, has meant to the uh, to the Sixers before they got Harden and, and keeping them in contention for for a top spot in the East. I think you've got to give some credit to Steph Curry, what he's been able to do. You got, you know, Nikola Jokic as well. I think Luka Doncic could be top five. I may be a little bit biased, but I, I absolutely think. Uh, will he? I don't see his name pop up as, you know, among the, the top five 
candidates one, right one now. Quick note: He did come out recently in the straw poll as sixth in the list. Yeah, I was gonna say he's. I, I think definitely top ten, and rightfully so. I would say top five in my book, but I'm gonna say quit it. I don't think oh, he finished. Oh, okay. I, I just. Well, I think that, at least I Cam think, has some positivity because he's. I, 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 I love it. I mean, I, I think he should be. I just it's tough for me to think that a majority of, of you know, the the NBA press is going to, you know, have enough votes to make Luca top five, unfortunately. But it, they just I mean, it just feels like there's, you know, ever actually, you know, I can't say that because Luca won rookie of the year a couple of years ago. But it, it just it never feels like Mavericks win any major awards in the national ranks. And so I don't even know if, if Luca would get top five unless he just was leading the league in points and and, and top five in rebounds. So DJ, I don't know. So you're going to quit it, right? I'm quitting it, yeah. I, I hope I'm wrong, but I quit it. Okay. BJ, do you like Will Smith? I've thought he was always thought he's a very good actor, Drew. Perfect. Number three. I am Legend 2 will be better than the first one. With it or quit it. Didn't they die at the end of the first one? Spo- was, sorry, spoiler there was, alert. For- there was an alternate ending. And that's oh, okay. how I am Legend 2 is coming about. All right, so the ending that they said wasn't good enough to end the first one is now the basis to make another movie, if I understand that right. They, I guess, like, are trying to wipe the old ending from everybody's existence. Okay. Um, And they are going with the alternate one so that they can go forward with an I Am Legend 2. Because I didn't know about and I was bugged out when I saw it at first, too, because I was like, didn't they blow up? They were like, oh, there's an alternate ending. You didn't see it? And I'm like, what? No, I didn't. And then, you know, I see the clip out. I'm like, okay, I would have actually, I would have been way more satisfied with that ending than him blowing himself up at the end. If you if you have to retcon the end of a already made movie just to try to profit and make another movie, it doesn't sound like you need to be making that I second feel, movie. So I'm gonna say I, quit it. I feel like they made it originally, but went with the the other take of him blowing up instead because maybe they didn't realize how good the movie would do. I don't know. I don't know. I can't explain it. But will it be better than the first one? I don't know. Will it be, be, I think I think there's I think there's so much that has gone into. Just the you know sheer premise to be able to make the second one. Uh, I'm I'm usually one that says that the anytime they try to make a second movie or or subsequent movies, they're usually not as good, and they feel like just made to try to cash in on on the the success of the first movie. So yeah. I hate that I'm so cynical about it. So I'm gonna say quit it. But no, but it kind of reminds me of kind of like waiting so long to do a Bad Boys three. When it should have been done like years ago, yeah. Um, you know this or, one. You know, I believe I Am Legend was what 2008. I feel like it's yeah, something like it was definitely late aughts. I, I right, and so it's remember. been like it's been ten plus 15, years since I yeah. Am Legend. Yeah, so you know to to do it now, I hate those late delays with second movie. Um, so well, I'm just just think about there. just think about this. I mean, they're making another Top Gun movie, and it's been like thirty five plus years okay. since the first All one right. came out. Too much, 
too much. Too much, man. Cam said the theatrical release was a fine ending. The alternate ending was anticlimactic, he says. Oh, later 09 is when I Am Legend came out. That's what I thought. Okay. Okay. Number four. Nalissa Smith of the Baylor Bears will be the number one overall pick in the WNBA draft. With it or quit it? I'm with it. I think she's the best player available. It depends uh, if that's the route that uh, they want to go to to get her. Um, I think she brings the, the most talent, at least out of the the early rounds that you can get. I think she's the best player available, and it would surprise me if she's not the number one pick, Drew. Okay. It wouldn't surprise me necessarily. Um, mm-hmm. Not that she's not the top talent, but um, yeah. you know, up until you know recent weeks, she wasn't the number one pick. It was Ryan Howard. Mm-hmm. So you can see how much the tournament can help you, even though Baylor's not making it all the way. But it seems to be yeah. doing enough for Nalissa Smith to put her as the number one pick. So yeah, we'll see that, how it that, shakes out. That that'll be interesting. I I think you can see that you know maybe I don't know if if it's. You know, if it's fair to say that the one game against Princeton outweighs their run to the SEC championship, especially, you know, getting the win uh, like they did in the the championship game over South Carolina. But we'll see. We shall see. And last but not least, number five. Five. Snow cones are better than dipping dots with it or quit it. I say with it. I enjoy. I, I love Bahama Bucks in the summertime. I've just. I've never been a fan of Dippin' Dots. If I'm being honest, I, really? I would prefer. Wow. Yeah, I would prefer I like Dots. just rather regular ice cream. Like you know, I go well, go get you, a, a pint of a bluebell or a, or a pint of uh, Brahms ice cream. Have you tried banana split flavor of Dippin' Dots? No, I can't say that I have. The only You'll- time that I really have ever had Dippin' Dots. Was uh, when they used to have them at uh, the mall, uh, one of the malls in the area. Well, next time you encounter some Dippin' Dots, try the banana split because I was th- thinking on that path of Dippin' Dots as well, like they were good, but why- I might as well just have ice cream. But the man- banana split is so good, like it really kind of gets you into Dippin' Dots aside from the original uh, ice cream flavors you always have. You know, just, hmm. you know, thing like banana split or something else, you know, it's really good. But I agree that snow cones are better just in general anyway. Um, yeah. Because, you know, like you said there is ice cream and there's no snow cone alternative. So snow cones are its own thing. They're competing with only snow cones. Uh, and Cam is also with it. Bahama Bucks are fantastic. Dippin' Dots are okay. Ice cream overall, there you go. Perfect. And, That's perfect way that, to wrap up this episode. And that is with it or quit it. Ladies and gentlemen, this was fun. Um, BJ back on hand with with it or quit it next week. So look out for his questions for you, boy. Um, appreciate Cam participating throughout the chat today. Absolutely. Um, shout out to Cam for coming through. We appreciate that. And, and we shout out, we shout the- him uh, out as well because even if he can't join live, he always says he makes sure to catch the show on Spotify. And so we're always help happy to you know however you catch the show whether it's live or not we're happy that you're here listening to us and and uh we thank you for that and we appreciate everything 
And guys, be sure wherever you listen to us at on your podcast platforms, make sure you leave us a rating and or review. Help us get noticed on those podcast platforms and grow the lowdown that much more. We appreciate uh, your kind comments as well as as those reviews. Um, For now, we're going to be signing off. Make sure you find us on Twitter and Instagram at the underscore lowdown. That's T-H-A underscore lowdown on both Twitter and Instagram. And be on the lookout for you guys close at the top of the lowdown bracket challenges to see if you win or not. And we'll be in contact on your potential prize upon your victory. But make sure you are following the lowdown. If you are not, if you're not following the lowdown, I was going to be mean and say before the challenge, but I will let you get by with if you followed it <laughs> during the challenge. If You, you got to follow it before you win. If you don't, it'll go to whoever is right below you and they will win. But I will cut y'all some slack because I know specifically some people I saw follow during the challenge, but it's okay. I'll be a nice guy. For a change. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but best of luck to you guys in the final stretch of those tournament challenges and, uh, Next week, we'll be back talking some W draft and more. Don't go anywhere and appreciate the support, guys. This has been Blowdown. We'll catch you guys next week. Peace.